and welcome to the Press Start Podcast, Brett Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, you enjoy today by my fellow gamers and co-hosts, Shannon. Hello. James. Hello. Brody. Hello. And Kieran. Hello. I apologize if my voice fails me today. I'm back battling a cold, having been overseas last week. I think I must have picked something up on the plane. Uh, but I'm back. And Brody had a great idea on how we could start the show today. Oh, no. And that was by asking each other about our Spotify wrapped. Uh, Kieran, obviously, because you said, oh, no, I'm going to start with you. Who were your top top artists this year? I don't even want to read them out. They're... My my <laughs> the way I listen to Spotify doesn't make any sense, and so my Spotify Wrapped is just all over the place. What do you mean um, it doesn't make any sense? I because I I tend to like I, I just I don't make playlists or like listen to things on playlists. I just I just like songs, and then I whenever I play my Spotify, I just play from like my most recent like songs. So like it, it's uh, all just like right. random, but it, it's it's completely dominated by hyper pop, which I guess is my genre now which is a big change from like the emo stuff that I used to listen to. <laughs> but he's like your number one hyperpop artist then. I'm not uh, big into hyperpop myself, but I may not know the them. F- <laughs> uh, it'd probably be a, a, an artist called Underscores. So if anyone wants a, an education on hyperpop, listen to Underscores. All right, cool. I like Love it. it. What about yeah. yourself, James? Uh, have you muted your mic, James? Mine's invalid, sorry. <laughs> so we don't need to go into it. No, mine is used at... Just to clarify, mine's used at work. So, like, it's all off because it's all, like... Uh. You know, it is all incorrect. Like, it's not what I listen to. It's just what's <laughs> hot right now um, mixed with a bit of old stuff. Um, I actually listen... I, I thought about it the other day. I actually listen to most of my stuff on YouTube. So, um... Ah. Yeah, like I just chuck up a long ass. Like I listen to a lot of Hans Zimmer. I reckon I would have Hans Zimmer on there because he helps me write. Not like physically, he helps me write, but like the music <laughs> helps me. He's helps just doing me like the ghost, like from behind, behind with your, with his hands on the keyboard. Yeah, literally, <laughs> it's literally like that. It's a Hans Zimmer has been ghost writing um, for press start this whole time. Who knew? Yeah, people say my writing's horny. That's why. But um, <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah, I would probably say my top artists. Real talk would probably be Hans Zimmer or Gaga, probably. <laughs> I was sitting here going, Gaga like, is Hans Gaga. Zimmer, like, known for being a bit, like, promiscuous or something? But, of course, like, no, boy, you mean musical instruments, we, we like, share a moment. brass instruments. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shadow, a lot what about you? Hands, maybe. <laughs> um, I'm an Apple Music guy, but I did, I did do the replay this year, which was a, a lot better of an experience and more comparable to, to Spotify. But mine's oh. very, very basic. Does anyone want to guess what my top artist do a leaper. Was it? She Taylor was in the Swift. top five. Mm. It was Taylor Swift with Oy. Harry Styles coming up the rear in second. Oh, that makes sense. Wow. I'm and Charlie sure Booth and Beyonce also. Indeed. Mine was also. It is funny, right? Like uh, we put on like jazz playlists and stuff a lot while we work, and just like eight bit lo fi music. So there was a lot of that as well in there that just really does throw it all off, but. Yeah, really nothing unexpected for me. It was interesting how they kind of broke up their time periods this year and what you can listen to in those. They were kind of like weird descriptions, but I kind of got the sense of like how I'd, my tastes change later in the day and whatnot. Um, what about yourself, Brody? Lucky last? 
Yeah, uh, my top artist this year was uh, The Wiggles with over a thousand <laughs> minutes played, um, thanks to obviously having two young kitties. Um, but the first, I won't say real bands on my list, but uh, you know, the first two that actually applied to me were probably uh, The Killers and, and Hyam. I'm a big Hyam oh, fan, nice. so I'm se- and I'm seeing The Killers next week, so I'm keen for that. So, uh, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I'm sure there's lots of parents that sympathize with you about the Wiggles being high up the list. Uh, for me, it was yeah. Kendrick Lamar, which I think is he's featured like nice. for the last three or four years, I would say. Uh, Gorillas are pretty regular parents to The Weeknd, Genesis Wooten, Florence and the Machine. They were my five. Um, but let's get stuck into the video game news of the week. We've got plenty to discuss because uh, we missed the episode last week. Um, and heaps of reviews to get through as well. But I want to start with Pokemon. Who's been playing some of Scarlet and Violet amongst you? None of us. James. James sheepishly puts his hand up. Kieran nodding slightly. James, I'll come to you first then. I've heard it's one of the better Pokemon games in recent times, but also one of the buggiest. How's your experience with it been? Yeah, like mechanically, I think it's really good. Um, I was kind of worried that a lot of the stuff they did in Arceus not being there would make it shit. Like it would feel like a step back. Um, but I think a lot of yeah. the quality of life improvements that they had there are still kind of there in Scarlet and Violet. Um, it just flows better. Um, I, I, I do like the open world design, although the first two times I've booted it and they're like, go do whatever you want. I'm like, oh, this is too much. And I get decision paralysis and just turn it off. Um, but like, it is genuinely good from a design perspective, I feel. Like, I do think it, it does feel like an open world and everything is meaningful and there are, like, things that you would consider side quests in a normal game. Well, you know what I mean when I say normal game. Like, a normal open world game. Um, but they all still feel quite good and meaningful. Um, yeah, but the, the performance is just really average. Um, and something that's reared its head the last week or so that I've never really thought about, but I think it's also a good point, is it's none of it being voiced feels a bit weird now. Um, there's just so much going on in terms of drama and, like, the characters and so much personality there that it does feel like it maybe is a little bit... Um, it, we're at the point now, I think, where they should probably start taking the time, properly improving their games, um, and voicing it all i think yeah, that's some of the stuff because it is a shame like I, I genuinely think this is the best pokemon game i've played in a long time and i've played them all like begrudgingly played them all but this one like i do like much more um but yeah just technically it's really fucking rough do you think i know they put out a thing today saying that they updated some bugs and they they acknowledged the performance and said that they'll i can't remember the wording they're, they're taking it on board i can't really recall a time where a Nintendo game has been like majorly updated for like performance or anything like that post launch. But like, do you think we will see it updated performance wise? Yes. I think they can't not, I feel like you can't, I mean, I don't know. It's so hard with Nintendo cause they just don't behave like anyone else. But like, I feel yeah. like you can't sell that many copies of this game and then not touch it afterwards. And I feel like maybe they're planning to expand it with DLC and you can't really get on that foot um without fixing what's there already you know <laughs> yeah it it's hard though because they've they're sort of expected to turn around another pokemon game by this time next year right are they going to have much of a window of opportunity to get well, a they, sword and shield they didn't they had dlc like the next year you know 
and this is yeah, technically I, that. Uh, I yeah, reckon there can't, that, like, there can't be another Pokemon game of like this caliber next year, surely. But then again, we've said that a few years in a row, I feel now, and here we are. I just, I, like that they have, there's obviously like, this is the main Game Freak team, right? Like, and they had, they did Arceus 2. I think that's what really has like kind of probably killed it for them is like putting out Arceus and Scarlet and Violet so close together. I don't think they, they didn't give yeah. either of them roots. Arceus breathe. only came out in what, February, March, something like January. that? January. Last, January. Yeah. Um, the so same like, calendar year, yeah. To put out those games together and then for Scarlet and Violet to be such a dramatic departure as well from, like, the formula. I mean, obviously, in some aspects, it's not, but structurally, it is. Um, I think they just took on a lot um, and they didn't kind of give themselves the time. But I, I can see, I think they should now, like, they'll do DLC for Scarlet and Violet, but, like, get your the, whatever that little weird mobile team was who did Diamond and Pearl, get them to work on a remake or something if you want something out next year like yeah. gold and silver or something and then like really take your time with creating something with what you've learned from say scarlet and violet and arceus because i think they've, they're really on the right track um which we said earlier this year like with arceus like we just feel like they could take a little bit more time to like get their shit together um so that they can make these actual like what's the word bigger jumps i guess in functionality and um gameplay design and stuff yeah what about yourself, Kieran? Do you think you'll be able to kind of push through the performance issues and play more of the game? Uh, yeah, like I, I haven't really had like any of the major like bugs or weirdnesses that I've seen online. Um, the performance has been kind of average, but it's uh, nothing really that would stop me from playing it. I um, I fell off the Pokemon bandwagon with like black and white, so it's been a it's been a pretty big shift from what I'm familiar with, which has been good. Uh, it's made it exciting, but I can't stand the art style. Or just the the way that everything's so mismatched and like all the textures feel super amateurish. Like that's that's what I sort of grates me the most in it so far. And like James said, the lack of voice acting as well. I'm sure it's a bit jarring to, and I don't want to invite an attack here, but I'm sure it's a bit jarring to go from the likes of God of War to then playing something like Pokemon in the state that it's in currently. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna... I saw James like biting his tongue. <laughs> Just, yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I, I question. I would love to know how much this game costs to make versus, like, say, how much God of War costs to make. I would always have loved to think about those things. Um. Because I, I don't know. I, I, I agree with Kieran. I think the art style is pretty povo, and but then I feel like it's probably because. <laughs> But then no, I'm making excuses. Because Arceus shit. had such You're a right, strong art shit. style, and and that actually Arceus like had like a vibe, like a real like vibe to yeah. it, like like I don't know how to describe like ink and yeah, like, I don't like. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it had that like like that, whatever Shut- Akami was, like that vibe. Yeah. Well, kind it, of? it just felt like they designed the the art style and the game with with each other in mind. Like one hid the shortcomings of the other, so it made sense. Like this. It just feels like they've thrown everything at it and gone, you know, we'll clean that up if we get time. And then they just didn't have time. They didn't. Yeah. Shan and I were discussing how to name episodes earlier today. And I feel like Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is not a vibe is a good, is a good title. <laughs> I like it, James. <laughs> uh, and runs right, like will... ass. And runs like <laughs> ass. Yeah. <laughs> 
runs uh, If only it was Arceus, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, James, I'm going to come back to you in, in the near future to talk about the Callisto Protocol. But Brody, I'll first come to you and ask about Marvel's Midnight Suns, which you put a Rue out for just a day or two ago. How did you find the game? Uh, yeah, somewhat of a mixed bag. Um, I sort of came at it as someone who, you know, I, I, I would consider myself a Marvel fan. Like, I've uh, I've liked all the games they've done. I've, I'm sort of into the the C the CU, if you will. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I more came at this as someone who enjoys uh, Firaxis for like the XCOM games and stuff like that. The last one I played was Chimera Squad, which I um I reviewed as well. Um, so. On the whole, I was just hoping for, you know, sort of more of that. And it is very much more of that. It's still a pretty good entry-level sort of strategy game that I feel like most people will be able to just sort of jump into. Um, and the combat's really good. I like what they've done with, uh, you know, they've added like a deck-building element to it. Like, it's not too involved, but it sort of keeps all the battles sort of fresh and interesting. Um, it's just around this combat, which is so solid, they've just caked in so much unnecessary shit that I just really, I, I just don't like at all. It feels like an evolution of the, so in Chimera Squad, they had like this headquarters uh, sort of concept where you would like chat with your team and like build relationships up and stuff like that. And yeah. they've just magnified this by about a thousand, like with the Abbey, which is like, uh, I guess the Midnight Suns and the Avengers sort of team up uh, home base basically. And it's just this big empty mansion where you can walk around and like, you can hang out and play video games with uh, Ghost Rider or you can go bird watching with Captain Marvel for whatever reason. And um, <laughs> yeah, just engage in a, in a lot of very awkward, badly written uh, chats to, uh, you know, build up your strength for the fights, which are very much the strength of the game. Like, I, I can't state enough how good the combat is. It's yeah. just a shame that, like, for every hour you'll spend fighting something, you'll have to spend an hour doing all this inane mundane crap you answered so, uh, the you answered my question there so you, you have to spend time doing all that that's kind of not optional if you like really yeah i mean to, yeah to i mean you could, for whatever reason i guess you don't have to absorb it you can like button mash your way through it and probably halve the time but um mm. what's the point at that stage but like yeah you sort of do have to engage in this stuff like go see blade if you want to like upgrade your abilities or like uh fold your multiple cards into one card to add like a plus value to it and stuff like that or um yeah just just to build up relationships between the team members so that you know it gives you uh perks and buffs for the fights and stuff like that so it is stuff you have to do and it, it's just yeah it's so frustrating because like i said in the middle of it there is like a really good turn-based strategy game there which is like for is like bread and butter it's just a shame that um and mind you, I'm sounding very negative on this, but this game has been received very positively, which I'll be honest, I, I read all the scores this morning and I was actually pretty surprised. So um, I guess... I, I, I heard it's a very strong community around like tactical games like such as this. I, admittedly, it's not my cup of tea. Um, and having played the XCOM games in the past before, I kind of struggled to get into them. Um, but it's kind of... I mean, I guess like any sort of genre, it has like its diehard sort of fan base mm. that I imagine yeah. would be attracted to reviewing it as well maybe that kind of stands in good stead yeah but possibly it's just yeah i don't know why they've decided they wanted to be like bioware and just like fold all this rpg light stuff into it yeah um when it's not i guess a strength of theirs but um yeah like outside of that you know there's a lot of currencies there's a lot of 
ideas just thrown at this thing that don't necessarily uh, mesh. Um, the main character, it gave me like big like Mortal Kombat film vibes. Like it's not a uh, it's not a character that's like in universe necessarily, and uh, they've just created him for the sake of this, I think. Uh, and so you know you don't really ever care about <laughs> like him per se. Um, but, uh, yeah, and uh, like the game just like feels kind of mishmashy and disjointed. I feel like there's a lot of weird, like transitions and, uh, yeah, it kind of feels a bit stitched together and it looks like ass. I feel like it's, it, it looks like a, uh, I've heard Greg Miller <laughs> compare it to like a PS3 game. And I think that's pretty apt. Like, I don't think it's a very good looking game at all, which is, uh, rough. Yeah. Like, after Avengers, like, which didn't look bad, but obviously it was received as it was. I was hoping that this would be like a better Marvel team up game, uh, and like sort of hit on those notes that that game should have obviously in a turn-based setting, but yeah, I don't know. Just all the character drama did not work for me at all in this. And, uh, yeah, it's a shame. I love how you said, really I don't good. want to sound like too down on this game. And then you proceeded to just like rattle yeah. off a bunch more negatives <laughs> yeah where did you, where did you net like, out on your score in the end i'm curious six and a half okay which is yeah. well well I'm down on, 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 yeah. on most people yeah but um yeah like literally like the boss battles and stuff are really cool it's pretty much everything tied to the combat so half the game is really good and then just yeah. half the game is kind of frustrating monotonous crap and it gets so, in the way of itself by the sense of things yes i would yeah. say that yeah. Shannon, how do you feel about the state of Marvel games currently? A brighter um, days I, I think so. I, I don't think too many people pick this as being a game that would, would bomb. And again, I don't want to... It hasn't bombed because I think the meta is like 80 or 85, which is, is fine. And I think a sim game like this is going to not be for everyone in the in the sense that no one expected 10s across the board but there's a lot coming and i think there's good diversity and it's not just like avengers and more avengers so i think it's still positive and i think the people that were going to like this game are probably going to still play it and and like it to be honest yeah kieran will you be giving midnight suns a go i'm i'm tempted because i feel like i fit into that like weird little niche of like enjoying like for access like tactics games and also enjoying like the persona time management dating sim-esque like aspect of it as well i feel like that i feel like they've just picked like a weird two weird branches of of gamers and gone we'll, we'll cater to like this group specifically <laughs> um you can decorate yeah you can decorate oh. the abbey so it's like very disney dreamlight valley in a way <laughs> I, I yeah <laughs> yeah i just i just don't think i have time because it sounds like an investment it's yeah, almost like it's a bit it, like Cult of the Lamb-esque now, which you kind of go off and there's like this dungeon crawling kind of aspect of the game, but then also, obviously, it's a strange comparison to make, but kind of like two different games coming together, but maybe it's not nearly as simmy or anything like that, Brody. Mm. Yeah, and both parts of Cult of the Lamb are really good. <laughs> yeah, <So>. yeah. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> All right, well, uh, do go check out uh, Brody's full review of that over on the website. Um, but staying on the topic of reviews, James, as promised, I'm going to come back to you and ask you about the Callisto Protocol, which is a game I know you've been very excited to play. And I'm a little bit concerned to see your head in your hands right now, but I'm hoping it lived up to everything you wanted it to be. Tell me, how did you Don't find go breaking my the heart, Callisto Protocol? 
<laughs> Maybe I'd mute your mic first. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was on. That was on purpose. Doing it that for was your sake. Dramatic effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said you didn't um, want to hear yeah. it. You told me not to break your heart. <laughs> nah. Um, okay. So, Callisto Protocol. Wow, it's a game, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> nah. You started so, your reviews like this. <laughs> yeah. No, my podcast ones. I, I'll be really honest. Um, I still am like thinking about it. It's this big like maelstrom of. Thoughts, feelings, emotions in my head, just whirring nonstop for the last 48 hours. I finished it about three days ago, um, but, like, I just don't know if it's unfair of me to compare it to Dead Space, but, like, I just feel like you can't help but do it. Do you know what I mean? You have to. Um, yeah. How can you not? Right? Like, I don't know. It's 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 tough, but I do like it. I think it's quite good. I think there's a lot of potential here. Um, in terms of future games and the story and where it goes and stuff. Um, but I, like I was saying to Shannon, like, is it bad that I really want to play the Dead Space remake now? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that Ugh. is a bad sign or a good sign. It's um, like the appetizer. But like when I was playing it, I wanted to just get home and play it. Like the whole time I was thinking of it, like I wasn't playing it. I wanted to get home and play it. So like that to me is a good sign. Like on a primal level it was appealing like my my reptile brain was like you have to get back and play it um was that because you just have like a an affection for these kind of games do you think like if you take a step back and you um, are putting on your objective and a reviewer lens were you struggling with it a bit then i think so but there's a lot of horror games i'll play and they're just shit and like i'm not interested like i'll push my way through it for like achievements maybe but like in general (laughs) um yeah I, i it's really, yeah, I should, there's so much I could say about it, but like, I don't, I think it is good. I think it is very good. And, you know, it's a solid 15 hours. Um, my big, big concerns, like, I guess with it, uh, there's about five enemies in it. Types. Five enemy types, I should say. Um, right. And when the original Dead Space had, like, at least, like, if we don't, if we're being, like, modest, I would say at least seven to ten and they were all quite served very different ex- different purposes in battle. I can't help yeah. but feel this comes up short. But I wouldn't even think if I just played this game without playing Dead Space, I would think it was good. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's that's why I keep saying to myself like is it like that wasn't bad that I'm comparing we had as well, it to wasn't Dead it? Space? That kind of I I, I think if because like the history of what this is and who worked on it and the fact that like they're clearly trying to capture the dead space magic, I think you it's it's fair to compare it because that is what they were trying to Yeah. Do. I don't and in that regard, like I don't think it succeeds. I feel like like the biggest surprise to me with the story is that there were no surprises. Like it was very much retreading dead space. Um to the point where like I don't like I finished it and I was like, Oh yeah. And then there was a post credit scene. I was like, "Oh yeah!" Like I, there was nothing that was like, like I was like, "Whoa!" Like <laughs> I don't know how else to to put it. Um, is the combat <laughs> good across like fifteen hours? Yes, the combat, hours? the combat, the combat is fantastic. Like I never got sick of it. Um, the melee is really had this real like like heft to it. Is that a word? I don't know. It's, yeah, yeah. It it feels Weight. weighty. Like like yeah, <laughs> heft is better. But um, like I like I. So with with like Dead Space, you obviously when your characters, I feel like Isaac is very mobile. Like he can kind of move left and right quite a lot. Like he's very, um, he can just move anywhere, anytime. He's quite fast. But Jacob in Callisto is quite slow. 
Um, and that's an, and I think that's a good thing because it means you have to kind of take a little bit more care in deciding how you hit shit because if you do it the wrong way or you do it the wrong time, um, it will backfire and you'll take damage. Um, yeah, it feels like a much... Did it, did it from have a, the weapon from variety? Purely sorry. From a ga- sorry, from purely from a gameplay perspective, it feels like a less... Like a more... Like a less casual, friendly dead space is probably the the easiest way for me to talk about it. Like, I don't. I feel like a lot of people are going to bounce off it because it can be quite challenging. Um, that being said, there's difficulty levels, so you can just bump it down, bump it up whenever you want. Um, but yeah. I played it on hard. I went back through it on normal because I missed a collectible. Um, and on both things, like you do have to be pretty good with because there's dodging and evading as well, and it's much more melee focused than Dead Space was. Um, your guns and stuff. There's 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 really about there's only like a pistol, a shotgun, and an assault rifle at the end of the day. Just and then different variations of that. Um, and I think people might also find issue with that compared to Dead Space because Dead Space had like the air gun and the gravity gun, the force gun, all that kind of stuff. Um, just a big, big, a really big mixed bag. But most my, of it's good. My <laughs> it's question like a- would be like, do you think that the enemy design and like guns? And lack of them is like a choice, or like, do you feel like it was like a time and a resource thing? Because I mean, control had the same sort of thing, didn't it? Like, they had very few guns, but that felt like control ch- did. But I think control was quite clever in that it, it disguised its budgetness with how abstract it was, and that all worked together. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like, that all worked in the in the context of the narrative. Um, I feel and like it wasn't this, like, like you're the- just kind of pointing and shooting a blaster that you've done in like every other game. Yeah, like, uh, but it would like sort of make it would make sense different. for a, a a prison not to have like rocket launchers and shit like laying around. I feel yeah. So contextually, right. it probably makes sense. Um, the, yeah, and like the the weapon, the flavor text for all the weapons <laughs> and stuff is designed as if they're being given to guards, not to prison. yeah. Um, Speaking like an improvised element to it, though, like you're kind of one of the upgrades. Yeah, one of the upgrades is like it breaks the arm of people if they try to hit you, Um, and it says use Mm. responsibly against prisoners or something. And it's like, how on earth can you use that responsibly? (laughs) um, Like one of the a question. Go. go, go. A question I like. One thing I really like liked most about Dead Space was like I felt like the Ishimura was like a really good setting for that. Like, how does like black iron prison sort of measure up in that regard like because i remember when i spoke to uh glenn like he sort of said there was like a lot of b paths and stuff which made me feel a bit like Ugh, i feel like it might be a bit of a messy map and not satisfying at all like uh, yeah what's it like so with the b paths it's like they i would consider them the side quests i guess because they're optional um yeah so like you might be going through uh, the prison at the beginning um, and to the right is the residential area, but then to the left is like the laundry and the laundry will have say like this, li- <laughs> this is, uh, this is literally a part of the game. So like, I don't know why you're laughing. Can't it doesn't sound exciting. No, oh, this is probably the only place where I was actually scared. But anyway, the laundry is a scary place. Is there a lot um, of hanging sheets that I, you have to push through? I hate through? to laundry. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't even hanging sheets. See, Brody, that's a good idea. Anyway, uh. let's off topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so like that, but there'll be like the audio logs many and, sheets? and it, Oh my God. Shut up about the sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Enough upholstery. 
Um, and that's not even the right word. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's just linen, linen. Uh, enough Manchester. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, like, from beginning to end, you can see everything the game has to offer. You can do the B parts. The B parts aren't like alternate parts. They're like kind of side parts that you can go and explore, and they'll add more to the world, more more character development, all that kind of stuff. Um, so do they ultimately yeah. lead you back to the original path, though. Like you don't miss anything by taking one way or you the ha- other. It's not even. It sometimes sometimes doesn't even lead you back. You just have to walk back the same way you can. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like you get <laughs> right. to the end. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm shitting on it heaps, but like I really like it. It just like the 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 spirit of Dead Space is there. Um, I do feel like say the setting just isn't as good. And I think that that's also maybe why I feel the way I feel. But then I will also say it's much more grounded than any of the Dead Spaces are. Um, okay. Like, if you didn't like the fucking biorecombinant, you know, alien mass that moves through space that's the size of a moon vibe that Dead Space 3 gave off, like you thought that was too ridiculous, you'll be pretty safe to play Callisto Protocol. And it's got a pretty relatively chill story. Um but that's like on the other side of the coin. To me, like it doesn't actually go anywhere. It's very simple. Um, I love how you just site. described like, a game in which you're like breaking out of an alien infested prison as a relatively chill game. <laughs> I'm still trying chill. to like, absorb I, the word. <laughs> like I've played so many horror games, and that's the chill. That's so chill. Like this, and then there's like, um, it's like it's inspired so obviously inspired by Dead Space, Alien, the thing. But there, but it just yeah doesn't subvert any of your expectations will be like just there they won't be subverted they won't be blown like it's just there yeah um, sounds like it didn't but really, I really take do the li- risks but, that you hoped it might. I really do like it um, I don't know if this is just me wanting to see what else happens because obviously there will be DLC for the story um, and there will be I'm assuming sequels based on what they've set up um, but it just does feel like a retread of all your favorite sci-fi stuff. Um, which isn't bad, but like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I it's very up and down for me. Like I'm, oh, go Shannon. I was just going to say, I feel like, yeah, knowing dead space is coming in what a month and a half. And that's actually going to expand on the original with like a, a more open, open storylines and stuff. I just, yeah, for me, I, I agree with you, James. I haven't played it, but like, I almost just kind of want to wait for that now, to be honest, which is sad. I wouldn't, no. Not, I, not having I played Dead that. Space, I feel like I need to play Callisto before Dead Space. I feel like well, I'm going to enjoy them both yeah. more that, yeah. that way. That's that's probably the best way to go, for sure. Um, yeah, it's just all the, there's a lot of side characters and they're only given like, I, I would, I reckon... 15 lines of dialogue each, you know what I mean? And you you want to hear more from them. And I'm sure they're setting shit up for a sequel because I, I do remember Dead Space 1 was like that as well. Um, but then, like, I just don't know if you can repeat those things 10 plus years on and kind of expect it to hit the same, which I think is the yeah. my issue with it. Like, it it's not... I also didn't find it scary, which is really disappointing. Like, I really wanted to be scared by it. Um, but the encounter design is just... I will say, sorry, <laughs> the middle the middle of the game feels a lot like the encounter design with the stealth and stuff, because you can sneak up on things, feels a lot like The Last of Us. And I'm not, 
like saying oh, that to like ten, yeah, ten. Then peaks no, matrix. No. Let's just relax for a second. Is that a positive um, or a negative? I genuinely no, don't a, know. With you, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> we don't need to make it a personal attack, but that's okay. Um, it is a positive. Yeah, I, I think, I think that in Dead Space there was never ever any opportunity to have stealth in those games. Like it was very much like shit just bursts out at you. Um, yeah. and it's like arena based almost. Um, whereas with this, there is definitely, especially in the middle, um, and it all has a story purpose and stuff, a story explanation. Sorry. Um, you do have to be a bit more stealthy and it works really well. Um, I really just encourage anybody who likes horror games to try it. Um, but I just don't think it's going to blow your mind or be like, say, trying to think of a good example when like, say the original creator has gone to make something. And they've, it's it's eclipsed what the original game was. I'm trying to. I'm thinking Harvest Moon. That rarely happens. I feel thing. like that's that's yeah. a difficult thing to do. Like sometimes it does. Like don't people twice. like yeah when the original creator like left whatever and made Story of Seasons, <laughs> and that's meant to be a much better game than Harvest Moon was. Now do you know what I mean? Like I know that's probably <laughs> up for debate, but um, yeah. Well, Kieran, I believe you've also played some. Does all of that kind of hold true with you as well? Yeah, I think so. Like, I, I definitely haven't played enough to get, like, the full scope of it. Um, the the initial couple of hours, I was not enjoying it that much because I, I don't know if I'm a fan of the melee, and that's, like, pretty heavy in that that first couple of hours until you start getting more more weapons and abilities. Um, but, yeah, like James said, it, it like, so far, at least, it just feels, it feels expensive but safe, which is like fine like i'm i'm not like i'm enjoying like i'm yeah i was playing just before we did this it. and i'm like i didn't want to do the podcast i wanted i was like i want to keep playing callisto protocol so like that's good it is also the studio's first game right yeah it is but i've had a lot of help not that i'm like making make saying that we can't praise it but um i think in the credits there's like 10 studios who worked on it. even i think sony's worked on it in some mm. way like i think their motion cap studio um, right. but it Karen's right. It does feel very expensive. The cutscenes and stuff, very good production values. Um, it does, doesn't feel like it cuts any corners there. Like I do feel like every cutscene is really good. Um, it feels like a continuous cut. I don't think it is though from memory. Um, but it has that vibe to it. Mm. Like that very similar to the vibe to say God of War or Dead Space 2, um, or the remake will be the same. Um, mm. But yeah, safe cool. is a good way to put... I think that's probably the easiest way to put it. <laughs> in like one word, I would say it is quite safe. Yeah. Um, well, as you, But I you do encourage, if anyone, if anyone picks it up and they're not feeling it, definitely look at the accessibility options. Um, I know a lot of them aren't going to be the silver bullet to make you all of a sudden enjoy it, but it does make the dodging a lot easier um, and the, the aiming and stuff a lot easier. So that might make it a bit more, um, I guess, approachable for you. But yeah, it is... Pretty. I also recommend anyone who likes the Resident Evil games play it on hard. Um, it does feel a lot more rewarding. Um, cool. I'm actually playing it on hard, which is surprising for me. Is that not normal you for you? No. Oh right. But it, it, right. it helps. It helps because the encounters, like that. the encounters, do get pretty repetitive pretty quickly. I feel at least at least again where yeah, I'm at. Like I, I haven't th- I haven't got to like where they start mutating and stuff yet. So that'll probably change. I, yeah. I think that's the mutating. It's like they just turn into bullet sponges and it's like, okay, cool. Like, is that really all we have to offer? Right. Like, like, I'm not, like I don't know if I'm speaking to the developer or the aliens themselves, but um, <laughs> yeah, like you can, 
once you get the telekinesis and stuff, like it does, it does pop off a bit more. <laughs> like, um, like just being able to pick shit up and like impale it <laughs> and save those bullets. Like the yeah. dopamine uh, when you, that I get. When you mean pop off, from, you mean like their limbs like, popping off. No, like it's popping off. That's like, the title of the podcast. Pokemon, Pokemon's not a vibe, but Callisto <laughs> Protocol pops off. <laughs> Off. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I was gonna um, go for the laundry. Is the scariest part of the Callisto protocol. <laughs> yeah, it's also like there's a lot. I know we're talking about this for ages. There's a lot of music going. Do you, I don't know, Kieran, if you felt the same way or if they fixed it with a patch? Because there's a lot of music all the time, and I feel like the game just doesn't let itself breathe. I, often. So yeah. there's not much tension. I haven't noticed that too much. Because there's constant, right. constant music going like all the time. You want some like, kind okay, of cool. eerie silence and atmosphere. Give me some silence kind of so I can hear effects. the like, yeah. you know, the like <laughs> voices and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to be scared Clip by that. them. What were you saying about nothing <laughs> yeah. getting blown yeah. in this game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to hear that and be scared of it, but I can't because, like, on top of it, there's this like giant violin playing behind me the whole time. Like, you know? Mm. Which is so weird because yeah, Dead Space does that, that so well. Like, I just don't get why there's some so many things that this game misses. There are so many hits too, but like, just the little things that like a horror people should know, you know? Mm. Yeah. Well, I think you've you've said enough to pique my interest, and uh, yeah, hopefully I can. Yeah, please try it still because I do like Polish it, and I think I do order. want everyone to give it a go. And I I hate like I'm seeing comments everywhere. It's like it's only fifty now. Why would I buy it? Like, fucking shut up! Like, I hate that. Like, that frustrates me to no end, like... Just That's the perfect length to me. Yeah. I'm more definitely. likely to p- play a game at full price when it's that sort of length than if it was a 500-hour epic. And yeah. I digress. Do you know uh, what? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, I didn't feel it was... I didn't feel like I was shortchanged. I felt satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Awesome. One to keep on your radar. Amongst the sea of games coming out at the moment. Um, we will talk about some more games in a second. But I wanted to ask you all about the new Mario trailer that's come out in the last week as well. Uh, Shannon, we haven't heard from you for a while, so I might come to you first. Did you enjoy the new trailer? Did you find it fun? Um, yeah, I really liked it. Um, yeah, there was a lot more like gaming references in terms of like Mario Kart and obviously like Donkey Kong and Mario's like classic encounter and um, power ups and just so many good moments from games that just are instantly recognizable for so many people and it just it looks gorgeous. Um, I will say like some of the voice acting, I don't have an issue with Mario anymore. I know people were still shitting on Mario, but for me it was like more Peach who just sounds totally different. And I think Bowser was like a little bit less convincing than I thought in that original trailer, but. And I, I guess I'm just worried about, like, how will this look over an hour and a half? Like, I think it's all good in, like, a super cut of two minutes. But, like, how will it all be pieced together with those those smaller moments? So, I think it's as positive as it can be at this point. Yeah. I think it's a fair concern how it all just kind of comes together as a huge story in the end. But I did like everything that we kind of saw in this one. And you're right. As soon as I saw the cut, I was like, show us Rainbow Road. And sure yeah, enough, like, the next, the next shot was Rainbow Road. That was sick. Um, yeah. And I hope that, like, the the way that they've kind of added the 2D kind of level design into it yeah. as well, I hope that makes sense within the context of the story. Well, yeah, they that, found that, some crafty way to do that. 100%. Like, the platforming, I didn't know if, like, we would actually see, like, gameplay 
in in this essentially but like all, yeah all moments from the games but i hope that there's quite a bit of that because it's or if it was going to get they could turned into like a pixel mario yeah. in one dimension or something like yeah. that i, I, sure I guess i hope those moments are like there's some longer parts of that and it's not just like constant five second gimmicks almost throughout the movie i hope there's some media parts from like games and and characters and power-ups but yeah, yeah love it what about self-care are you excited for it still i am i think i'm more I, okay with i you. think i'm more excited after this trailer than the first one um mainly because like right, we got cool. to see like a bit of donkey kong a bit of luigi um peach i agree like her voice is is kind of a little bit off-putting but she looks like a like a boss bitch in this so i'm, I'm keen for that um i just like Part of me worries it's going to be like, I don't know if anyone's seen Wreck-It Ralph 2, but like that movie was just like, hey, look at all this stuff you yeah. remember. And then there was like no substance mm. to any any other part of it. Um, so I'm just like, I'm a little bit worried they might go too far that way with just the amount of references I had in that one trailer alone. But um, I'm, I'm definitely super keen to see it. Like it, it'll be fun regardless, I think. Yeah, I hope the plot's not as kind of predictable and kind of cliche as it does up here. Like it's going to be like kind of classic hero's journey kind of thing of reluctant hero kind of falls in and it's going to be uh, yeah. exactly that. But it like, will I, be. Hope I really hope they're going to challenge memorable. people intellectually with the Super Mario movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. For me, that the, other, expectation. the other question Mark I have is around the humor too. Like I really hope it's just not really trying hard to be like funny the entire movie. Cause I just feel like that'll get old really quickly with like little one liners mm. and like things that, seem too obvious but i don't know i i don't want to i don't want to judge it to like it's gonna do insanely well and it really doesn't need to do that much to to do that right so i think at the very least it's gonna be a gorgeous looking mario movie yeah oh that's for sure and it look it looks like the kind of unreal 5 version of mario that we hope they one day make um i i'm a little bit concerned that the kind of classic mario lines that you yeah. get like the oh and stuff like that. Oh, that sounded pretty good. I was worried about how the impression was <laughs> going to be. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, <laughs> I really hope those don't just feel kind of super tacked on. They felt that way in the trailer, but whether or not in the context of the film, it's any different. I don't know. Um, Brody, I'm curious though, as the father in the group, are you excited to take your kids to go and see this? I might be the father, but Shannon's the daddy. Let's just be clear. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, uh, yes, I've already told Katie that we'll be... Uh, obviously, my, Elsie's probably too young for it, but I think Eddie will get yeah. a kick out of it. Um, he hasn't really watched any Minions or anything like that, um, but like he loves the Good. shit out probably of toy, toy, toy Story and Cars and stuff like that. He, he froths it. So, uh, yeah, I'm very keen. If not for him, for me, I'll, uh, we'll all enjoy it. So, yeah, good family film. James, do you have any burning thoughts on the Mario trailer? Or shall I ask you about those other couple of games you reviewed? Penetrating insight, you mean. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, um... Nah, it's good. <laughs> That's my feeling. I like... Uh, <laughs> it's a movie. It's, no, it's, <laughs> no, I... I th- the first trailer was really cool. Like, made me really excited. This one makes me still excited. Um, I like that I think Luigi's being damseled in this, which I think is great. I love... And I, I love Luigi. I did love the mustache torture. In, I thought that was great as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it'll be, I think it'll be good. I have really high hopes for it. I agree. Peach's voice is a bit weird, especially like after hearing it's Anya Taylor Joy and it doesn't release. But then I feel like if she spoke, if, you know how Peach is like, what? Hi, Peach. Like if yeah. she spoke like that the whole movie, that would be awful. Mm. Like that would be yeah. so yeah. bad. So like they had to do something. Um, 
And this is a different kind of peach, guys. So, like, it's going to sound different, you know? Um, yeah, she looks, like, ready to peach, roll as soon as Bowser attacks. Like, whips out the spear and the armor yeah. and stuff. Like, beat me up, please. Like, <laughs> I, I can already... <laughs> I, one, the, end, the end scene is going to be, like, Mario going across, like, a bridge and then Bowser just, like, falling down, isn't it? And that's going to be the end of the movie. I can already see it. Like, and and then, be and I actually thought, over. though, because Yoshi's in this trailer, hey? Yeah. Yeah, I thought Yoshi would be a tease for the next movie, but now I don't know what. I think it has to be Wario next. For they're going to tease something, <sighs> right? Like now, I feel like it has to be Wario. Yeah, that would be great. Maybe yeah. Luigi's Mansion could be. I feel like that'll play a part in in this somewhere. Is as Gilbert well. Gottfried yeah, still alive? Because he could do Wario. Oh, he is dead. AI, maybe. Oh, they could do something. <laughs> they could do anything these days. <laughs> they are just like, using Iago lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally <laughs> just give make it Iago Wario. <laughs> anyway, I think that'd be a good idea. Uh, like half of what I said. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do ask you then quickly, because we are running long, but you did review a bunch of games the last couple of weeks that I wanted to give the opportunity to speak to, should you want to. Uh, Brody, I might come to you first. You reviewed Pentamon and Somerville, too. I know you were keen on. How did you? Was there anything you want to say on either of those two games? Yeah, I'll keep it real quick. I, I liked them both. Uh, Somerville, although I know not everyone was too hot on it because I know it didn't run quite as well as uh, its spiritual predecessors, um, but it's definitely the vibe you want if you really liked play dead games like Limbo and Inside. Um, I think it's got pretty original puzzles and, and a very cool art style. Um, so yeah, that one was a good. That gets a, a gibbo thumbs up. Uh, Pentiment thumbs up. on... Pentiment is also very, very great. Like, uh, it's, it's not going to be for everybody, uh, but you can't be all things to all people. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a very sort of... I think I described it as, like, a very heady sort of role-playing game. Like, it's it's it tackles some interesting ideas. Uh, it's got really great writing. Again, it's very clever in what it does. Um, it's just very cool to see, like, Obsidian keep, like, doing these smaller uh, sort of projects that, like are just hitting and like it was really cool to see this game yeah. like hit in a big way so um like as far as like you know tackling that sort of 16th century bavaria like i think it was really cool i think i described it as like a not down nabby necessarily but like knives out but like set in like a period like that like uh yeah it's cool I, I liked it a lot and if you are even remotely interested and and are after like a you know like a role-playing game that is I guess light on RPG elements, but has great writing and is probably only about 20 hours, then yeah, give it a go. Cool. And James, you also played uh, The Dark Pictures, The Devil Mean Goat Simulator 3. Anything you want to spruik about either of these games? They should definitely merge those two games like you just did. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. What did, what did um, I say? The Dark Pictures, <laughs> Devil in Me, Goat Simulator 3. <laughs> no, I just um, I missed the and between them. No, it's fine. Um, Goat Simulator 3 is good. Um, I really like how fucked up you can do stuff. Um, <laughs> sorry. What are you doing to this goat? <laughs> yeah, no. So, like, you can play, it's four players. It's only on next gen and Switch for some reason. But you can do, I think only on the next gen version, you can do four player split screen. You can just each take a goat and just go fuck up the world with whatever you want. Um, nice. Really fun time. And you can just do so much hectic shit and like the game doesn't crash. Like it's, it's quite a marvel really. Like it looks like shit and runs like terribly in split screen, but it works. Like it's really fun. 
Um, really good, solid game. I think the AU price is forty nine ninety five. Definitely worth your time if you want something that's chill and easy and fun and breezy. Um, but yeah, um, just really Cover good girl. screen. Does I it have a vibe yeah. though? Um, there is a vibe. I don't know what's my vibe, but it's someone's vibe. So that's why I think okay. you should definitely give it a go. Um, you can just lick <laughs> shit. Like that's what's not to love, honestly. Um, Devil in Me, um, Dark Pictures games. I think even though they are all good except for Little Hope, um, you should still keep trying them because they all are so different and so um, like subversive i guess of like they, they take some really really tried and true horror tropes and like subvert your expectations with them um this one though was very grounded uh there's not a lot of supernatural elements if any from memory um but i did like it overall even if i didn't get everyone to live till the end because of my stupid friends um yeah really good i think you should still try it that's the always, the, always the clincher what about these super massive games like can you get everyone alive to the end? And it's always something. Yeah, you can. You it's. I find it quite ironic, though, that the quarry costs so much to make compared to all the other ones, and it's probably their worst. Um, I yeah, actually, it, I've really enjoyed the quarry. So if that holds up to be true, I really do well, need to make the time to play some Dark Pictures That's stuff. interesting, because I did not... I mean, I liked it. I just thought it was very cliche. Um, like, there was no pay surprises. too much for all those I kind of went in expecting that, to be honest. Yes, yeah, yes, true. I agree, yeah. Brody. They don't. I think that cheap. was the problem. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I did. Uh, no, it's okay. Don't worry. Um, yes. Fun fact Have about you the quarry. You in? I haven't Have played, played the Dark Pictures. I haven't played any it's like of the a Dark ga- Pictures. Game I might have played with a your bit friends. of Man of Medan. So like, <laughs> I know, I know. That's usually my cup of tea. It's like, but yeah, it's literally. Well, like my brother you. does play them, but he plays them with one of our friends, and he doesn't play them with me. So I feel like it's a bit like our situation with grounded. How I went. Is there and played other people. There? <laughs> Why don't we play yeah, them yeah. together, Ewan? I've wanted Doesn't to play Doesn't it suck, Ewan, when like, your friend's fun. like, let's, let's play together, and then you're like, yeah, let's play it, and then you're, you're like, oh, no, I'm with someone else. Yeah, it does suck. I feel for you, James. Now you know what I'm it's like. I'm going to do it again to you. <laughs> um, mm. I, I was going to ask or make some sort of weird remark as well, but I've forgotten. Let's play a rapid-fire question instead then play a rapid fire question ask a rapid fire question and that is what might you get a hoodie for for your xbox controller brody i'll come to you you're a big xbox guy do you want to wrap your controller in a hoodie no i'm sick of waking up in bed with my xbox controller in the morning and it leaves the house in my hoodie so i'd rather get it its own (laughs) that's a great response shannon Uh, I'm just going to say Look, I know it's a dumb question shop, That's but... what I say to everything <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like your Xbox controller Is the dumbest answer That you could come back with To be honest Like that is the worst thing You could put in A hoodie Put in a hoodie Yeah Well I would get a hoodie For my Xbox controller To keep the dust off of it Because it's not getting A lot of love Well that's, yeah, that's, that's too much for a rapid ex- fire answer. <laughs> <laughs> that's, an expensive, that's an expensive solution when drawers yeah. exist. And bins. Uh, all right. It's time for What the Wiki then. <laughs> Brutal. Watch you by PlayStation. It's time, for, it's time for What the Wiki then. The Press Start Podcast Game Show with the previous week's winner is part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game and we the contestants must guess the game. The first to guess two games correctly wins the round and takes home the points. Uh, the last episode, those points were awarded to James, who, thanks to the triple point benefit, has stretched his lead out 
to 16. Uh, Brody and myself tied on 10. Shannon and Kieran tied on 7. And Harry and Stephen on nil pois. Uh, Kieran, congratulations on your new role, by the way. The new editor of Press Start. We didn't oh, mention that at the start of the show. I meant to. Um, I wasn't going to bring I'm it up. I forgot about you, that. The executive, the executive power of deciding, do we stick with the triple points or do we go to quadruple points quadruple. this round? Let's quadruple it. Quadruple points. Let's go. Oh, chaos. Let's close this gap on James. <laughs> All right. James, you are today's host. Take it away. I'm doing this live, so apologies. Ooh, spice Aren't we all? But, yeah, I mean, yeah, but I'm not <laughs> usually... Ready to go live off Wikipedia. Yeah. Unedited. I picked, yeah, four games from gamepicker.org or something. So Read his glasses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you, can, you can if you want, yeah. That's how you win. Um, okay, shut up. We ready? <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, we're ready. The game primarily consists... Oh, wait, two seconds. The game primarily consists of... Gameplay, oh. um, first-person shooter and driving segments with the player using their vehicle to explore the world and travel between missions. Combat is undertaken from a first-person perspective. The player is armed with a variety of upgradable firearms as well as a crossbow and a boomerang-like Ewan. weapon called... Yes, you Boomerang-like weapon. Oh, shit. That's thrown me. I was gonna, I'm going to stick with my original answer and say Far Cry 6. Brody. It's not. See ya. B Rhodes. Is it Rage. Yes, it is. Sorry, I forgot to put it. Yes, it is, Rach. Are those those glasses working? You look like you're totally double-check your notes there. The glasses are working, mate. It's not the brain that's the issue, okay? (laughs) Anyway. We ready? Yep. Brody's one. Everyone else is none. The game is an action-adventure puzzle platformer, and the player controls a main protagonist... From a kingdom. <laughs> Environments are seen through a controllable third-person view, and the camera's view changes to different positions triggered by entering certain areas. The main character can be moved in all directions, and he's able to manipulate large objects such as blocks and levers. Brody? Shannon. Uh, Brody was first. It was, yeah. Is it Breath of the Wild? It's not. Shannon? Shannon. You're Secret Agent Clank? Wait, no, it's not at all. Um, anyway, um, the character has health <laughs> and they can restore health by drinking water from pools and fountains. No? Okay. I thought I had it, but now I'm confused. <laughs> During several points in the game, the prince is assisted by an AI companion. I just gave it away. Controlled by artificial intelligence. Am, am I fires- oh. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Brody, Brody go. Is it Prince of Persia, Sands of Time? It is Prince of Persia, Sands God of Time. Congratulations. Um, of Should course. It would be nice to remind everybody that a remake of that is also on the way. When you said AI companion, <laughs> when you said AI companion that threw what me, was- I was like, like a robot? Like, oh, a- right. <laughs> I was like, this is gone. I mean, I mean who was knows there a what they'll change in the remake at, these, at this point. <laughs> they might make her a robot. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, there is no theme. Like I said, it's picked from uh, gamepicker.org. They, they were both they were both very sandy games, if you will. Oh, oh wait, has Brody won? Has Brody just won? Yeah, Brody won. He yes. No, no, no. He's he's two. Oh, no, wow. he's two point two points short. We said quadruple oh. points. No, no as what? in won the round. Oh yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, that sorry, was, sorry. <laughs> was that was a wet part of a round, wasn't Brody's, it? A little bit. Brody's really clean was. Swept. 
Says you. It was a dry sandy fart. So that now what puts you two points. Me? What's that mean? I'm that happy with it. two points shy of James. There's still a chance that someone could clinch this from James, I think. Um, now I just have to rig it next way. week. When the last round is just yeah. 10 points, I feel like anyone could clinch it. <laughs> it's like, it's giving no, like Shannon. Hogwarts House Cup vibes. <laughs> like Shannon, every game next week is going to be Ape Escape. Yes, please. Bring me in. Bring me back. <laughs> I, did the, I did that one that- round and he got it wrong. <laughs> like, All right, let's... Oh, and with okay. that, let's it's bring an end to what was this week's episode of the Press Start Podcast. Subscribe to us on Listen to the podcast service of your choice. Follow us at press.au and visit the site at press.com.au. We've been joined today by Shannon. Yeah, you can follow me at shancake underscore on Twitter. We've also been joined today by James. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at James, A-T-J-A-M-Z. We've also been joined by Brody. Sounds like James is playing Pac-Man. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you can follow me on most things at Brody underscore DG. Shout out to whoever, uh, whoever was recycling earlier. That's really important, so keep that up. <laughs> We've had everything in this I episode. Times, I timed that to remove that audio, so I don't know if no, it's going to make it in. But you can't now. I've made a joke about it. <laughs> you have, yeah. Make sure you edit uh, out James working in a strip club, though. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, it was Kieran. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at H-A-S-H underscore B-R-A-U-N. And I've been your host, Ewan Roxburgh. You can follow me on Twitter at Ewan underscore Roxburgh. I might be live tweeting the insanity of editing this episode. You'd never know. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, happy gaming. Bye. 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 Bye.